Hello, everyone. Welcome to the DFW Drum Coach Podcast, episode number four. I'm your host, Caleb Barnett. Today, I'm talking with myself. I uh, don't have a guest this week. Uh, everyone's super busy, and I think people are just a little nervous about the COVID cases rising and whatnot, but that's okay. Today, I'm going to talk about uh, basically just the steps that I would recommend whenever you're first getting started all the way up until uh, potentially becoming a pro. So I hope that you find this helpful and thanks for listening. How's it going, everybody? Hope you all are doing well. Today, I want to talk about if you're somebody that is starting out from square one as a drummer and I kind of want to walk you through step by step. I mean, obviously, to each their own. Everyone's journey is different, but I kind of made some bullet points of just key things to uh, keep in mind whenever you're starting out and uh, as you're going through this journey to maybe even turning pro. So first and foremost, um, that's awesome that you want to play drums. I think that the world needs more drummers. Um, especially in this day and age with music. Uh, I mean, the music that's coming out now is really great, but there's a, like drummers are kind of being replaced by samples and loops and all that good stuff, and which isn't a problem. Um, but you know, just the times are changing. But you know, I don't think that there are going to be very many kids coming up, or the next generation will be coming up like listening to Nirvana and like they saw Dave Grohl on MTV and that made them want to play drums. So everyone has different, uh, inspirations now and, uh, influences for getting started. But regardless, that's great that you are interested in this. I think that it's a, it's a wonderful thing. So the first thing that you're going to need is you're going to need to buy an instrument to play on. So I would highly recommend for your first drum set, Depending on your living situation or if you have a practice space, uh, I would definitely encourage you to get an acoustic set over an electronic set whenever you're first starting out. But if that's just not possible, it's not the end of the world if you have to get an electronic drum set. My only hesitation with starting out on an electronic drum set is that you might lose interest because it's not entirely a real drum set. I mean, it triggers and emits authentic sounds usually, but it's just not the same feel. And, uh, but so, you know, if you are, if you, if you have an electronic drum set at your house or your practice space, do make sure to find some time to get some reps in on an acoustic drum set. If your buddy has one, you can go over to their house and play or something like that. But if you can have an acoustic one, that's even better. You don't need to buy, you don't need to get like a, you know, couple grand drum set. You don't need to get a professional level drum set whenever you're first starting out. I believe in humble beginnings, you know, learn, learn the ropes on an entry level drum set. There are a lot of companies like Yamaha, Ludwig, Tama that make fantastic entry level drum sets that you can get for man, like under 500 bucks. So, and even cheaper than that, I think sound percussion, I think their logo, I think they go by SPL, uh, sound percussion labs. I see those at guitar center all the time. And I actually had a student that has a couple of those drum sets. And I'm like, these are actually really good drum sets for the, for the purpose that we're using them for. And for the, the sticker price, like, you know, 
I think that's totally cool. Okay, so you buy, so you, you get an acoustic drum set. And uh, I said, yeah, either set it up in your house or a rehearsal space. The next step I would recommend is to find a good teacher. So I first started out, I taught out, or I'm sorry, I started out being self-taught and by listening to a bunch of just records and trying to copy and mimic what I was hearing. And I still think that's one of the best ways to learn. But also, as I got older, once YouTube came out, that really changed the game for me. I've given so many hours of my life personally to that freaking website and have watched countless instructional videos and um, like gospel chop videos and stuff like that. And uh, it's still a great resource. There's tons of incredible drum educators on there, but uh, nothing replaces in-person instruction. So I would highly recommend that you find somebody locally that uh, you can actually like see in person and, you know, once a week, once every two weeks, whatever your budget will allow. Obviously, once a week is better than one, or, uh, once every two weeks because you need to get as much instruction as possible. So definitely find someone who is educated. Usually, if you're like looking at a school in your, uh, in your local community, hopefully they have like a bio of each teacher that is there and what their credentials are, who they've played with and everything like that. So you need to be, you need to find someone who's educated and who has been there and done that and someone who still goes there and does that. So I personally have, you know, over 20 years of experience. I also gig professionally full-time and I am still doing that and I'm still developing and everything like that. And I have a degree myself. So uh, not to toot my own horn though. That's not why we're here. Uh, so while you, while you have, or after you have found your teacher and while you are studying with said teacher, I would highly encourage you to learn how to read music. And I know that's a huge turnoff for people because it's like learning another language and it's intimidating and, well, you know, you might just have this mental block of, oh, I'll never be able to read music or that's like so uninspiring and everything like that. And I, and I understand why people think that way. But if you are trying to do this professionally, maybe, even if you're not wanting to do it professionally, I still think that learning how to read music is an incredibly valuable resource that's only going to make your life easier. The last, or the last thing I ever want to do is get hired to do a gig and this has happened before where it's, and it's surprisingly it's at churches. I get hired to do a gig and I show up to the church and they put charts on the music stand. And I had no idea that it was that type of gig. So thank God that I knew how to read those charts and I was able to get through the gig well and I was able to do my job because if, if I didn't, uh, I would have probably gotten fired like right then or within 10, 15 minutes or so, but it's only going to make your life easier. And especially now that I'm a professional that freelances and I play with all sorts of different bands all throughout Dallas, Fort Worth, and I have to learn everybody's catalog and learn all these different arrangements of these songs. Like I can't memorize everything like that's, that's impossible. So I have to make charts that, you know, I've kind of come up with my own little system that uses music notation and other just symbols that I know what they mean. 
but to me it's like i'm reading music i'm reading a chart and i couldn't imagine doing a gig without having my laptop next to me just in case like oh i forgot how the chorus goes on this song i forgot what the the kick drum pattern is on this one i can just pull it up on my laptop and i have it right there so it's a good it's like having a little cheat sheet right there for you but there's nothing wrong with that so many other people do that all right so as you're learning how to read um definitely learn by ear as well you know there are many situations where you're going to have to as a professional there are many situations that you're going to have to learn or you're going to have to read music on the gig and then there are some situations where you're going to have to be able to read body language if you're playing with, especially if you're playing with a band you've never played with before you're going to have to be able to take cues from whoever the band leader is uh there's one guy in particular that i think of um that is a bass player and it was the easiest gig for me because he was so communicative and so clear and i knew i could read his body language i knew exactly where like the hits were gonna or the stops were gonna stop and he would like kind of you know i couldn't read lips very well but i for whatever reason that night i understood everything that he was saying um it's kind of hard whenever you have um earplugs in or whenever you have uh, in-ear monitors in but you do need to know how to learn by ear as well so with that being said i would focus on learning songs uh, and start really basic you know like i wrote on here on my notes that you should focus on music you love listening to and i, I agree with that but you know some people that are just starting out on drum set may be madly in love with metal and that's great you're going to have to work your way up to, to that though. You know, you're not going to be able to jump in the deep end without having like basic coordination first before you can start playing all those crazy blast beats and rudimental stuff. So you're going to have to work your way up to that. So there's got to be some kind of more mellow music or just slower rock that you can play along to that you like to listen to as well. So I have a lot of my students starting out on like Weezer, um, Weezer is a great band to really get into. Their beats are very simple, really cool songs. Uh, ACDC, there's a couple songs that are pretty straightforward that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, nothing too crazy, you know? And yeah, work on basic coordination, being able to play at what I call home bass, which is the uh, kick hat snare bass drum, you know, the bass drum hi-hat cymbals and the snare drum like that's where the backbone of everything is on the drum set and for groove especially and uh with that being in mind our goal is to play music right we we got into this endeavor because we want to play music so why not play music why not practice with songs the next thing that i have on here uh be okay with the fact that this is probably no it's not probably this will take years to master you're just gonna have to be okay with that and just trust in the process it's not gonna you're not gonna be an overnight success i have seen some people that catch on really quick especially younger kids but it does take a long time to master this but i don't want that to be discouraging to you hopefully it's a fun process we should enjoy the struggle you know what i mean and all the more reason to play along to music and practice music that we love so that as we're falling on our face it's like at least i like this song you know what i mean so after you like i mean i don't know it it depends on your personal development and you know definitely get the stamp of approval from your teacher 
as to when you can start actually like trying to play with other people and other musicians. You know, you need to make sure that individually you have like a decent grasp on the fundamentals before you can actually go and hang with other people. So hopefully your teacher is teaching you how to play solid grooves and keep good time by playing with a metronome because that is one of the most, if not the most important aspect um, for drummers is to be timekeepers. Like it is our job to keep steady rhythm. And if we can't do that, it's going to make everyone's life miserable. And (laughs) I think I, what did I see a while back? Dave Grohl had a quote that said something like, I love being a drummer. Everybody thinks you're dumb, but they don't realize that if it weren't for you, their band would suck or something like that. And I think that's hilarious. And that is so true because you're only as good as your drummer. All that to say, once you have a decent grasp on things individually, definitely start playing with other people because playing with other people is one of the best ways to develop even further. So if you live in the Bible Belt, like I do, I don't know how it is. I mean, I lived in Boston and it's kind of difficult a little bit more difficult over in that part of town or that part of the country because there aren't as many churches. But in Texas, especially, there are churches on every corner, like within a mile radius. And um, go attend a church and uh, see if you can get involved with their worship team. Um, If you're younger, see if you can get involved with their youth group worship team if they have one. Even if you have to volunteer your time just on a Wednesday night, and play for free for a while, you're logging in a ton of hours over time as you do that. So that's, you know, that's really how I got most of my experience was through playing in church. I mean, I got kind of thrown into it when I was like seven. My mom was like, hey, you're gonna play in church. I was like, cool. And I've been doing it ever since and I love it. And that is really where, because that's really where I learned how to engage with other musicians, be able to read the body language of worship leaders and to be able to listen and blend. I think it's really important that once you are, once coordination is second nature, then you really need to focus on musicality and like how you fit and mesh within the, um, the actual like ensemble of people. So, and the, and the best way to do that is to consistently play with other people and put yourself in those situations. All right. So once you feel like you can hang with other players, start putting yourself out there. If you're wanting to play professional gigs, start like marketing yourself, start posting videos of you playing, uh, playing along to songs, uh, join some Facebook groups, go to, uh, go to venues. Once things open up again, (laughs) go to venues and, uh, go check out a local cover band and introduce yourself to them and start networking have some material ready to go because they, they'll want to hear you play once you once they meet you so you can like send them your youtube channel or your website or whatever um doesn't have to be too formal you know like i i believe in being cool and just you know so like you don't want to be you don't want to be like a salesman but just go up to these people and say hey i'm trying to get into the scene you know you don't have to tell them that you haven't been playing for very long but definitely have material ready to rock that you can send them and they can get a feel for you. Like I said, I live in Dallas. So if you're trying to get into cover bands, which that is one of the greatest methods of playing, in my opinion, I think that cover bands are a phenomenal uh, resource for the music community. It's a great way to make money, great way to make a living as a musician. And it's also just a great way to keep you on your toes 
with different styles of music, different songs. Uh, it just it really pushes your musicality because you know you might be playing might be playing a country song, and then three songs later you're going to have to play uh, like you know "Hot in Here" by Nelly or something like that, and you have to be able to switch those gears in a moment's notice. But start meeting other musicians. There are in Dallas. There are a bunch of really great musicians here. Uh, there's a club called Memphis in Addison, Texas, and uh, they have music there seven nights a week. There's always great musicians in there. They don't ever put anybody in there that sucks. Every time I go in there, I see somebody that I know. I, I see at least 10 people that I know. It's like one of the hometown clubs, and it's like where everybody goes to hang out. So if you're specifically trying to get plugged in in Dallas, go there to start out. Look for some like local jam sessions. Uh, I have personally haven't done that a whole lot. I've done it once, but see if there are any like blues jams around or, you know, just regular jam sessions where you can go and sit in with a band that has a residency at this restaurant or whatever and play a couple songs with them and introduce yourself to the musicians and hopefully you make a good impression on them and they have your contact information and they can keep you in mind as a potential sub or they can recommend you to somebody who needs a drummer or something like that. This, this, is, this is really all how it happens. But the best way for you to get work is to have your stuff ready to go. Like have all of your skills. Your skills need to be top notch and your personality and your just who you are, your, uh, your character really needs to be top notch. That's the best way because people don't want to work with assholes. People don't want to work with difficult people. They don't want to work with divas. Okay. So if you are that way, I would recommend fixing that as soon as possible because nobody got time for that. Seriously. All right. Well, once you, uh, once you are off on this journey, can, you know, keep in mind, just it's a marathon, not a sprint continue to set goals and strive for developing yourself on the instrument, uh, developing your song catalog and repertoire and different styles and everything like that. And, uh, I personally have been pushing myself in the practice room. I'm trying to develop more coordination and just integrate more, uh, rudiments into things, uh, and all that good stuff. And specifically you shouldn't, yeah, you shouldn't really sound good in the practice room. Like if you're trying to learn something new, if you're trying to push the boundaries and kind of tap into a different field, then you need to really, you should be pushing yourself and you, and in that process, you're going to sound like shit for a little bit, but it's gonna, it's all going to work out. And, um, I'm excited for you guys. Hopefully this was helpful. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Y'all have a good day.